With former Blue superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and VK on 101 ESPN. Excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by former Titans general manager, current co-host of Jared and the GM on 1025 The Game out in Nashville. He's Floyd Reese joining us here on 101 ESPN. Floyd, always appreciate the time, my friend. How you doing today? We're doing well. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. So it has to be a pretty exciting time to be a Titans fan out there because uh, Floyd, I have counted out this Titans team, I think for basically the entire last calendar year, and they proved me wrong time and time and time again. What do you make of this team? Are they a legitimate Super Bowl contender at this point? Uh, I, you know, uh, when you look at the 5-0 and record, uh, everybody wants to get there. I'm not sure in my mind when I stack them up against some of these other clubs, like maybe even uh, Pittsburgh that we play this week. I, I'm not sure I can quite get them there. If they were to go out and win this weekend, then I'm not sure you have much of a choice but to say, yeah, they are a contender. Uh, I think they're among the the uh, upper layer of of teams in the AFC. Uh, I think they will certainly contend. Uh, I, I'm just not sure we're as complete, especially right now in some areas, uh, as we need to be to compete with some of these other, you know, big-time franchises. Now, Floyd, what are we supposed to make of this quarterback, of Tannehill right now, okay? Because he's with the Dolphins. Things don't go necessarily according to plan for him personally. Comes over to the Titans, and he starts out as the backup quarterback. Now he's like in the MVP discussion. What for What for him have you noticed has changed so drastically that he's been able to turn it around while being in Tennessee? Well, I mean, you know this well, how some players just don't quite fit into a system someplace else, and then they bounce around a little bit or move around and, and all of a sudden fall into a spot that they fit perfectly and what happens to him, and I think that's what happens with Ryan. He was drafted high. Uh, he was expected to go in there and be the next Dan Marino. Uh, he is not that. You know, he is not Tom Brady. He is not uh, Drew Brees. He's not those guys that are going to go out and throw for 400 yards every week. You put him in a good, solid system where you can run the ball, you can play action pass, you rely on his decision-making, his accuracy, his ability to, to audible at the line of scrimmage, get you in the right play, things like that, all of a sudden he becomes a pretty darn good player. Uh, and I think that's what you're seeing. Again, they're not asking him here to go out and throw for 400 yards. You know, We're saying you go out, you throw – 18 out of 24, get two touchdowns, no turnovers. With our running back, we're going to win. And that's uh, that's kind of what he's been thrust into, and, and it's been a match made in heaven. I mean, it really has. The combination of Derek running the ball, him running the offense, uh, and this team has worked out really, really well. Floyd, I love that you brought up the running back Derrick Henry because that was where I wanted to go next because I, I think nationally the conversation in some places this week has turned shifted to, well, who's even the MVP, not just of that team, but of the league right now? And I think both of those guys, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, are at least in the conversation. Of those two, who do you think as of today is really the MVP of that team? 
Well, right now, if I had to pick, I'd probably say it's Derek is the MVP. But if you made me make a choice between who would I keep over the next three or four years, it'd be Ryan. So, that you know, he's the quarterback. He's the guy you want to keep. Derek has been playing really, really well. And what he does with the running game helps set up the rest of the team. You know, he helps Derek with the play-action passes we were talking about. I mean, he helps Ryan with the play-action passes we were talking about. He helps the defense, even though the defense has been struggling. Uh, but but what he does from a running game standpoint is kind of the backbone of this whole team uh, and the whole scheme. Now, Floyd, we look at week-to-week things are changing in the NFL this COVID-19 is kind of a pain in the you-know-what. And as, yes, a G- <laughs> as a GM, if you're in charge of a team that, like, look at the Raiders this week. Five offensive linemen have been sent home because of the COVID-19 virus. How hard is it right now in the NFL to be a GM navigating through all this? Oh, yeah. It's, it's darn near impossible. I mean, it really is. If you knew, if somebody said, okay, a week from now, you're going to lose five offensive linemen, prepare for it. You'd say, okay, we can do that. But for some guy to show up in the morning, you know, a doctor or whoever it is, at you know five in the morning and say, hey, you just lost five offensive linemen. Well, what do you do now? You know, you can't get them in with the, with the limitations they have now on travel and free agency and who you can sign, who you can't sign, and when you can sign them. I mean, it makes it impossible to adjust. So, um, you know, what they've had to do is they've had to kind of try to anticipate uh, areas on your roster where maybe you're thinner than you would like to be. And so with a practice squad, you need to subsidize that area. Uh, but the whole time you're guessing and changing and and it's it's rotating all these rosters and who is on the roster. Um, the thing I think it's making interesting is that as we see, you know, on a weekly basis, I mean, you can go out and anybody can beat anybody. I mean, it's there's no clear cut. I'm going to show up and and beat whoever's out there kind of team. Uh, so it keeps it exciting from that standpoint. Uh, but for GM, I mean, that will make you an old man fast. <laughs> We're talking with former Titans general manager Floyd Reese here on 101 ESPN. He's now the co-host of Jared and the GM weekdays from 2 to 6 on 1025 The Game out in Nashville. Uh, Floyd, earlier today we saw the first of what might be an interesting trade deadline. Yannick Ngakwe going out to the uh, Baltimore Ravens from the Minnesota Vikings. Just, I mean, I guess weeks at this point after the Vikings traded for him from the Jaguars. Do you think we could see a more active trade deadline this season because there are so many teams that, I mean, we're six weeks in and they appear to be completely out of it already? Yeah, I think moving the date back really, really affected the trade um, business. You know, it was always so early. And I've always said, you know, in the NFL, after three or four or five weeks, the good teams don't know they're good and the bad teams don't know they're bad. So consequently, when it comes to trading, you know, you're saying, well, okay, we're sitting here at 5-0. and Well, if we trade this guy, well, we may not win another game. And if you're sitting there at 0-5, you say, well, if, I, if we go and, you know, get rid of these two or three or four guys, we may not win another game. But I think now that it's moved back, you're seeing teams that, in fact, look at themselves and say, you know what, this year is really, really going to be hard. 
Uh, we're going to need everything we can get out of the draft next year. If we can get a nice pick, let's go ahead and do it. And the other side of that is true, too. More like what you see in baseball and hockey and, and sports like that where they say, hey, you know what? I need one more good player. It's like uh, Baltimore trading for Ndokwe. You know, they say, I need one more pass rusher to maybe get me over the hump. Uh, let's forget the cost a little bit for right now. Let's just go find one. Uh, and they did that. So I think that's helping as much as anything. Floyd, talking about adding a player uh, and the trade market, certainly that's always available to the teams, but there's also free agents. And, and this particular free agent is, let's just say he comes with baggage and that's Antonio Brown. And his name is circulating again through the NFL in this morning, as recently as this morning with the Seattle Seahawks. If you're a general manager and there's a talented individual out there like Antonio Brown, is the risk worth the reward from that side of it? You know, I think it depends on the club. I really do, depending on your locker room. I was at New England for a number of years, and we could bring in guys that were maybe – maybe not as troubled as A.B., but but troubled. And when they, as you well know, when they come into the locker room and they see how the locker room is being handled, they see how Tom Brady reacts to things, see how all these great players react to things, all of a sudden they say, oh, that's the way they do it here. That's what I need to do. If your locker room isn't that strong, you may come in and be the number one guy. You know, you may be the alpha. And if you are, then where do you lead that locker room? Uh, I'm a great believer in the past is a is a real indicator of the future. Uh, and I think with, with A.B., I would always, always be dreading that, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning phone call when the other shoe falls. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with him, even though we all know how talented he is. Um, with the Titans and with this locker room and and with his history, I just, you know, it's not somebody you can count on. You don't need to get to week 16 or get to the first um, first series of, of playoff games and all of a sudden not have him there for whatever reason. Final question that I've got for you, Floyd. I wanted to ask you about the Cowboys because there was that big bombshell story that came out earlier this week that players are already questioning the preparedness of that coaching staff we're six weeks into that new regime, Floyd, and you, you served as a general manager. What do you make of a team this quickly turning on its head coach? What should we make of this? You know, I am always skeptical of those anonymous tips, you know, the sources and the insiders and the all those guys. Uh, I, I, I'm going to guess Mike has been around his team and knows his team well enough to know if there is – you know, some players in there, they're disgruntled if, if the team as a whole is not very happy. And let's face it, with their record, they can't be real happy. Um, that Keeping that in mind, you know, people have to realize you lose your starting quarterback. And I want to say this, this last game, they played with five backup offensive linemen. You know, you're playing with five backup offensive linemen and you've got a defensive suspect to begin with. I mean, how many games are you going to end up winning? Um and in that division, you know, for them, fortunate enough, I want to say they're in first place. Yeah. You know, they're, they're probably going to end up with a playoff game. So <laughs> so they may only have six wins, but they'll have a playoff game. So I don't, uh, I don't put a lot of credence into it. I, I really don't. I do, 
I mean, Mike is smart enough and has been around long enough to know that not everybody in that locker room is going to be happy with that record. And not everybody's going to be happy with their production they're getting. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I see like Zeke this week where Zeke comes out and says, hey, you know, I did it. It was me. You know, I fumbled it away. And and he killed him with the fumbles, let's face it. But uh, when I see some of that, I think, well, maybe it's not quite as bad as everybody's letting on. Floyd, we always appreciate the time. All the best to you and your family. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Stay safe, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Same to you. That is Floyd Reese, former Titans general manager, co-host of Jared and the GM weekdays from 2 to 6 on 1025 The Game out in Nashville. It's going to be a really